You're fat. So you will drink anyone Maybe if you show a little bit of cleavage. Maybe you're acting too smart. You're a boss I just bitch. don't understand why you don't have a boyfriend. I would marry you. You're a tequila you lover. You're not a party. You're, 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 you're the Chargers. I'm not going to have a boyfriend. You're the Chargers. I'm not going to Hey, catches, welcome to the You're Such a Catch podcast. I'm your host, Erin, and I'm here to tell you that life can truly be extraordinary when you begin to nurture your most important relationship, the one with yourself. That's why I'm on a mission to help you cultivate a mindset that thrives on progress and positivity. Join me each week as we embark on an empowering journey where we'll uncover the secret to a fulfilling life, a strong, loving relationship with the incredible human staring back at you in the mirror. Are you ready to get started? Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello, all you catches. How is everyone doing? Oh my goodness. It is the most beautiful day in Los Angeles today, and I have a bazillion and one things to do today because I am leaving tonight on a flight from LA to San Jose because tomorrow is Sunday night football. The 49ers are playing the Cowboys at Levi Stadium, and that is going to be our game eight. So... <laughs> But you know what I've learned through this journey, especially as I come to grips with my schedule being super chaotic, and I also just know my limitations, that sometimes we have a bazillion and one things to do, but we can only do a bazillion. So I decided it would be way more fun to spend the next, you know, 20 to 30 minutes with you guys and to catch you up on all that has been going on. So last episode you heard from Hope and I, we were sitting in Kentucky, which I mean, my mind is still blown. Literally, I had no idea that Kentucky was so close to Ohio, like so close that we were able to walk out of the stadium, the Paycor Stadium in Cincinnati, and we went across a people bridge. It was a people walking bridge. It was really pretty. It was at night. You know, it was lit up. It felt very safe. And we walked our happy little asses into uh, Kentucky, which as you heard, if you listened to the last episode, we really thrived in Covington, Kentucky. <laughs> I loved it there. I really, really did. And after we had wrapped up that episode, Hope and I went out to the most amazing dinner I can't remember the name of the place she made us a reservation at, which is so ironic because neither could she when we were recording that episode, but it was this Italian restaurant and we were a little late to our reservation. So they had actually given our table away, but everything always works out for us. So we ended up downstairs in, it was almost like a cave down there, but it was really nice. The ambiance was really great. We sat at the bar, actually. We had a really great bartender. He conversed with us the whole time, helped us with the menu, helped us with our drink order, helped us with just, you know, <laughs> life in general. And we ordered this meal that was just mm, so good. It was just delightful. It really was. And then as we were getting ready to leave, this woman who works at the restaurant said, 
oh, you guys be careful. It's, it's raining outside. And if you guys could have seen what I was wearing, it was pretty hilarious because I was wearing a t-shirt dress with like my little Nikes because I was trying to not pack that many pairs of shoes on this trip because we had so much luggage. Not only were we traveling for 10 days, but we had her backpack, which was full of all audiovisual equipment. We were joking like we had a radio shack in her backpack. And my carry-on was full of podcasting equipment so that we could record on the road, which I'm a little upset with myself for only being able to record one time, but I am very grateful that we were able to record that one time. So What I'm learning about life on the road is I have intentions to do a lot of things. Just like I told you, I have a bazillion and one things to get done today. And what am I doing? I'm doing the one thing that I want to do, which is podcasting, which is kind of what's been happening on the road. So I am doing my best to stay present, be in the moment, really take in the places that we're traveling to and not trying to spend a lot of time on my phone or on devices or whatnot. Plus, I have to be honest that when you switch time zones, which we were, we were, as you heard, quite exhausted from our travels, the day just passes you by. We were going to bed about 3.30 in the morning almost every night. Not intentionally, it would just kind of happen that way. But then when you go to bed that late, you can't get up super duper early. So I was waking up, I don't know, on average between 8 and 8.30, but then it just felt like the day would just zoom by. Right now, I'm a one-person show when it comes to You're Such a Catch, and we're a two-person show when it comes to H&E Go 33. So, you know, we're doing the best we can. We're getting as much done as we can, but as Hope joked on our podcast episode, some of our content probably isn't going to roll out until 2024 because... Ain't nobody got time for that. But I do want to catch you up on what I can because we loved Cincinnati. We loved Kentucky. I want to tell you about my date in Cincinnati because yes, I swiped. I was on Bumble. I am paying for the Bumble membership right now. So historically, you'll remember Hinge has been kind of like my go-to app. I've always kind of dabbled in Raya as well because I think it's fun to see who's on there. But I've always preferred Hinge for in-person meetups. However, I'm learning to love Bumble. And I think the thing that used to get me hung up about Bumble was that I had to reach out first. And I had this story in the back of my head and a lot of advice from different dating coaches and relationship experts. And it kind of makes sense because... Typically, the man wants to be the one to approach the woman. Even when it comes to the sperm and the egg, he's the one swimming and the egg is sitting there, you know, minding her own business. So it is a little peculiar to be the one to initiate the conversation. But after that, I try to do my best to relinquish control and allow the man to be that more of that alpha male that I'm looking for. So anyways, I digress. I can squirrel like the best of them. But I've been liking Bumble because I can set my location in a different place before I'm actually there. So I put my location in Cincinnati long before I got there. And I forged quite a few connections with quite a few men. And I thought, well, let's just see who wants to actually ask me to go on a date while I'm there. It was kind of a mixed bag review because some men are okay with the fact that you're traveling and you don't really live in that location and other men are not. And that's fine. And, you know, we're not everybody's cup of tea or shot of tequila. I had three guys that I was communicating with. The one I chose to go on a date with was really great. He was he was a really nice guy. 
Sky, we agreed to meet up at this bar that was nearby the restaurant in which Hope and I went out to dinner to. This gentleman plays for a semi-pro basketball league in Ohio. And so he had basketball practice that night. I really only had one day to kind of dedicate to going on this date between our travels. We were determined to make this work. So The woman told us at the restaurant that it was raining. Again, I'm in this t-shirt dress. So Hope is like, you cannot go walking, even though it wasn't very far. It was like maybe 0.7 miles away from this restaurant. But she's like, you cannot go walking in the rain before your date wearing that. So she was very sweet. She went and she got the car and we drove like less than a mile down the road to this bar that we were going to go to. So now the weather has shifted so much so that it's like lightning and thunder which we experienced so many different aspects of the Midwest weather while we were there. So vastly different than what I'm looking out to right now out of my office window in LA because it's beautiful, sunny, gorgeous out and very, very warm. I will say that the weather in the Midwest right now, at least when it's storming, it's still pretty hot out, almost humid, which I don't thrive in. My hair doesn't thrive in. I don't thrive in. We make it to this bar. We go inside. We are literally the two only people in the bar. And what I'm failing to mention is Hope gives me a pep talk while we're in the car before we enter the bar. And she says, we are not going in together. She says, I do not want to be any part of this exchange with this man. So I'm going to go into the bar. I'm going to sit at the bar. You're going to go into the bar. You're going to sit at a very different table from me. Fine. We can do that. And she's like, and we're both going to have a great time. She's going to go place bets. I'm going to have this date. It's going to be great. So exactly as she describes is what happens. She goes a little bit ahead of me. She goes inside. She sits at the far end of the bar. I stroll in a couple minutes later. I'm trying to duck myself from the rain. And I sit at a table. I am sitting facing the door. So I am not looking at her. And then I decided to rotate my position after a few minutes. So anyways, I am texting with this man. He's running late from practice. He needs to go home. He needs to shower, all the things. And so I literally go to make eyes with hope. Again, we're the only two people in the bar. We've each ordered a respective drink. And the bartender notices that I make eyes with her. And he says aloud, because it's not that big of a space. He goes, do you two know each other? To which I, of course can't stop laughing. I get up out of my table. I go walk up to the bar and I'm like, yes, we do. We know each other. And so Hope says, well, she's getting ready to go on a date. I want nothing to do with it, but I also want to make sure she's safe and we're here together. And so I tell Hope that the gentleman isn't going to be there for like the next 20, 25 minutes. So I end up sitting down next to her. We continue our normal shenanigans, laughing, having a great time. And then when I know he's about to arrive, I go reposition myself at the other table and proceed to have my date. And the date is great. He's wonderful. He's very kind. He's nice. He's polite. We have great conversation. It's all going super duper well. However, what we noticed also about Kentucky and Ohio is everything seems to close really, really early. And I don't know if that's because the time of year, the weather, I we, I think this was also on a weeknight. This might've been a, I can't remember if it was a Tuesday or Wednesday night. So all of those things could come into factor. In LA, everything pretty much stays open until 2 a.m. So at about 10 after midnight, 
everybody's everybody by, <laughs> I mean, Hope has exited the bar. My date and I were still communicating and talking. Hope had sent me a text saying that she was going out to the car. She would be there for me, but take all the time I wanted. And my date and I had to take a hint because <laughs> they turned the lights on in the bar and I was like, oh, we better go. So by now I've also disclosed to him that my friend who I'm traveling with has been in the bar the whole time. He wants to walk me to our car and I am telling him, do not do that. I so appreciate it. Very kind gesture, but she will probably kill me if I do that. So, so anyways, we gave each other a hug goodbye. I had to stand on like this ledge thing right outside the bar because he is somewhere between the six, six, five and six, seven. So I felt like we were on two different planes, <laughs> literally two different dimensions. I said goodbye to him and we've since been texting and such. And yeah, great guy. And what I've learned about dating so far in the Midwest is everybody is so kind. It's just a different way of life. So some things that are just almost like expected in LA, meaning like men have careers, they're very progressive, they're very motivated that type of thing. A lot of them are also quite physically fit. Health is a major, I guess, focus. And it's often talked about on their profile. Like that's a little bit different in the Midwest because I feel like the Midwest is all about beer, fried food, Southern hospitality, all that stuff. So needless to say, I like it. I like the Midwest vibe. So we will see what happens. The next day we flew from Ohio to Wisconsin so this is our second time together in Milwaukee, Hope and I, and we loved Milwaukee. There was something about it the last time we were there. It was in January, which, gosh, it feels like eons ago, but it wasn't that long ago. No, I'm mistaken there. I think it was January of last year, actually, now that I think about it. Anyways, we loved Milwaukee. We were there when it was very cold last time snowing when we made it to Green Bay and we still loved it. We still thrived in it. So this time it was a little bit different because the weather was great. Actually, we stayed in a cute Airbnb in a little town called West Alice. We did that primarily to save a couple of bucks because apparently it's a little bit less expensive than staying in the actual city. And the morning that we woke up in Milwaukee or West Dallas was the day of the game. So it's about a two and a half hour drive from Milwaukee to Green Bay. So we had a little bit of a road trip. We had a fun rental car. We used Toro, which I would highly recommend. Our experience earlier in the week in San Francisco, where we rented from Hertz, we had a 90-minute wait for a rental car, which really threw a wrench in our plans because we were on a kind of tight time schedule and we did not allot for a 90 minute <laughs> delay waiting for a rental car. So this Toro experience was great. You literally just go to the zone in hourly parking where your car is at. It's waiting for you. It's got a lockbox on it. You unlock the lockbox, your key is inside and you drive off into the sunset. So that is exactly what we did in our orange Fiat, Fiat SUV. It was very cute. I called it pumpkin. We drove in that vehicle from Milwaukee to Green Bay. We stopped off to take a photo with the world's largest cow. Yes, you heard that right. It is, it's fake. <laughs> and I kept calling her Big Bertha, but her name is actually Bernice. And she resides outside of an ice cream shop. And boy, was she fun to take a photo with. She really took us off course, probably <laughs> about two and a half miles. But you know, it was worth, it was worth the extra drive. So 
We went to the game. This time we decided to splurge. We got club seats, which would have been a great idea because the last time we were there, we bought our tickets and we we got fully hooked up by the universe. We sat 50-yard line, row four in the snow. We were dressed appropriately though, so we didn't really feel cold. And we were definitely in the energy of everybody in that stadium. This time we were a little removed from that. We were in the Cush club seats. We had nice restaurants up by us. We had access to the restroom, all all those things women love. The view was great of the field and we sat next to really great people. It was an interesting game because the Packers really couldn't pull it together. And I was really feeling for their fans because as a Chargers fan, I know what that is like. I know better than anybody else what that is like. We got home about two in the morning that morning. Again, you got to unwind when you get home, shower, get ready for bed, all the things. So I was probably in bed by 3, 3.30 and then up the next day to enjoy a free day in Milwaukee, which was amazing. I did a little work. I'd already hit my sales quota. So I wasn't too worried about that. And we thought we'd get out and get some exercise. So you guys, we went and found the most amazing pickleball courts. They actually are under a freeway overpass and they're right on the water. And there was just two of them. And of course we show up, one of them is empty. We hop on there. We hit around a while. I made Hope play with a stranger and she won. Just us out there reliving our glory days from high school tennis. That was awesome. And then that evening, we decided to find another destination off Roadside America, the same app that introduced us to, I almost said Bertha again, but (laughs) Bernice, the world's largest cow. And Hope said, we can go do this Laverne and Shirley experience at a brewery. We can take a brewery tour and it'll be super fun. So I was stoked for that. She was stoked for that. We got ready to go. As we're pulling up to this brewery, you cannot make this up. We both start laughing hysterically. Why? Because we've been there before. (laughs) The last time we were in Milwaukee, we had been to the same place. So we thought it was hilarious that we ended up back there, but we went ahead and went in because the last time we were there, we had an amazing time. And so there was no way we weren't going to have an amazing time again. And the universe wanted us back there. So we signed up for this brewery tour. And I have to tell you guys what a bargain it is in Milwaukee. I remembered this place because last time I think she and I both had an appetizer, an entree and two drinks for like $25, which is unheard of. You can barely get a drink in LA for $25, let alone an appetizer and two meals. So for $15, one five, we were able to go on a brewery tour. We were given four drink tokens to get beer with, a coupon at the end of the tour to go get another beer, should we want it, and a souvenir beer glass, which incredible. So we love the tour. It was hilarious and funny. Our tour guide Riley was great. We did the whole Laverne and Shirley thing at the end. I'm going to post it on my social media at you're such a catch. We fully put the gloves on the bottles and waved goodbye as they went down the little conveyor belt. So it was so good. It was so fun. And then we decided to go elsewhere to eat that night because we had already experienced the food at this brewery. So Hope looked up a barbecue joint for us to go to. We have no idea, again, where we are. We have no concept of geography. We're learning. And and so we go to this place. And to our surprise, this place is closed to dining in. The only thing that is open is the drive-thru. 
and the drive-thru is packed. Like it reminded me of when my hometown Reading got in in an out burger and the line was so long they had to have police in the parking lot, like directing traffic because there were so many people that were trying to make their way through the drive-thru. So anyways, we are committed to this barbecue joint. We are in line. We get to the window to order and Hope says, what would you recommend? And the woman's not having it. She is not amused that we've never been there before. And she is not amused that we don't know what to get at a barbecue spot. So she does make one recommendation. And then Hope asks, how's the fried chicken? And the lady goes, well, it's good, but it's going to take 25 minutes because we fry everything on the spot. And so Hope looks at me because we got nothing but time on our hands. And she goes, we'll take a fried chicken. So we go through the line, we pay, and then we have to pull forward and wait for our food. Now, I must say that in all the places we have been in Milwaukee, I have felt super safe. This particular parking lot, mm, I'm not sure if safe is the way I would describe it. However, I will say the universe was with us. We were protected, our angels, our spirit guides, all the things. So we proceeded to sit there for what felt like an eternity. It was definitely longer than 25 minutes. And at one point we had somebody come knock on our window and his question to us was where your men's at, which I was like, we probably shouldn't be rolling down our window anymore. So anyways, we got our food. It was freaking amazing barbecue, but we took it back to the Airbnb to enjoy it. So that was our experience in Milwaukee. Again, we absolutely freaking loved it. And, you know, the next morning we had to get up to fly home, which was a little bit of a bummer. I think both of us were thriving on the road and we'll thrive again. (laughs) We will. We are not afraid of thriving on the road. But 10 days, it was a 10 day road trip with all that luggage. I wish you could have seen all the luggage because I literally broke my suitcase. It was packed to the brim. So we get back, we have less than a day to recuperate because Sunday was Raiders Chargers at SoFi. So we go to that game. Again, another emotional roller coaster for me. I mean, it is just so stressful being a Chargers fan. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but Aaron, everything always works out for you. And yes, it does. But I'll tell you what, I need to give a pep talk to my Chargers because I don't think they believe that. And some of the things they do on the field align with that they don't believe that. (laughs) So maybe I can grab their ear and and share with them a little bit of wisdom. Anyways, knowing that I'd only be home for a little over a week, I really wanted to focus in. I wanted to hit my sales quota. I wanted to do some errands and chores around the house and really try to be as much of a productive poly as I could while I was at home. And so I did, you guys. I don't even know what came over me, but I hit my quota in in a week, which is mind-blowing to me. I don't know how I did that. So I'm really going to put the pedal to the metal and really try to blow my goal out of the water. I enjoyed being home in my own bed. I enjoyed being able to do some of the things that I like to do when I'm at home, like walking on the strand. I was back in the gym three times. I know some of you are thinking, oh, is she still at the gym? Is she still working out? Is she still focused on her health? You haven't seen it on Instagram. And yes, I fully am at the gym. I was at 
the gym three times this week with Brent. I just haven't been documenting it. And like I said, my content already is, my phone is probably going to run out of storage. So I need to get some of this content out to you guys and share it with the world because that's what it's intended for. It's for me, but it's also for the world. Then I'll get back to some of the gym content. While we were at home, we had a unique opportunity. So Hope's dad lives uh, where we're from in Reading, uh, just like my folks do and my grandma. He happened to be near the local news channel and he let them know what Hope and I are up to. So we get a call from KRCR, Reading's local news, channel seven, and they say that they want to do a piece on us. So me being the more people person out of Hope and my relationship, I contact the guy back, shout out to Sam. He was wonderful. And Sam and I have this conversation. He asks if Hope and I can do a Zoom the following day. And I think that I clarify what's going to happen. But um, spoiler alert, I missed a really key piece. I tell Hope we have this Zoom the following day. She's like, okay, is it going to be recorded? Is this going to be used? And I'm like, no. He says we send over videos and photos of us, and that's what will be used. So I go to the gym the next morning. I've got just enough time to get home, jump in the shower, pull myself together a little bit to jump on this Zoom. Hope is jumping on the Zoom. And right before she can hear the audio, Sam tells me that it's going to be recorded and used. And not only is it going to be recorded and used, but it's going to air on the news that evening. So if you can imagine... I'm like, oh shit, because I did not understand that from the day before and Hope's learning of this literally seconds after I'm learning of this and I more go with the flow with that type of stuff and she's more like, oh my gosh. So she asks him, hey, can we reschedule this? To which he's like, no, it's like, (laughs) it's scheduled to go live in a couple of hours. So we really make the best of it. We have this interview. Neither of us are in a space with a aesthetic background. Like we could have put some effort into that. Neither of us are really pulled together for the interview, meaning like hair, makeup, that type of thing. Even the outfit that we would choose to wear. I was wearing my Barbie shirt. I mean, I probably would not have worn that if I knew it was going to be used for the news. So Anywho, we do this uh, interview with Sam and it airs later in the day and it was really cute. And I was really proud of us because we went through with it. We stepped outside of our comfort zone. We were able to pivot on the spot and you know what? It's fine. It's fine. And, you know, it feels good to have some recognition as we go along this journey and to hear people's feedback and to know that people are enjoying watching us. Also to just kind of relish in the fact that we've been friends for so long. We've been friends for 31 years. So when Sam asked us to find a photo of us from high school or even before high school, it was really fun to pull out the photo album and go through those photos and just reminisce on good times. I will link the media spot in the show notes if you want to take a look at it. Of course, they had to make a dig because I am a Chargers fan and apparently we don't exist, which I know. But again, I have heard it all in my day. And so it's just like water off a duck's back. So, and funny enough, the next day I got another call from another reporter who wanted to do a piece about me, about being a Chargers super fan. And unfortunately, because I'm out of town this weekend or leaving this weekend, it didn't work out. 
how freaking cool all these opportunities just literally flying at me. So very, very fun. Another thing I want to share with you is I have a collab coming out with my dear friend, Joe Dodd. She is a best-selling author. She's written five books in three years. One of them is near and dear to my heart. It's called Dear Mama Bear with a effed up hair. It is such a beautiful story about motherhood and what it's like to go through that process. And I know what you're thinking, Erin, you're not a mother yet. Yes, I'm not a mother yet in the 3D world, but I've witnessed so many of my friends become mothers. Obviously, I'm very close. My mom is my best friend. And this book is just so special because it's a beautiful depiction of the journey that is motherhood. And Joe and I got really close at a retreat in Boca Raton, Florida, and then we roomed together at a retreat in Malibu. And in Malibu, we didn't recognize it at first, but we had just done a breathwork or meditation and we were in a circle and she and I are lined up next to each other because our birthdays are very close to one another. We're both Virgos. And so I I shared right before her and I shared the vision that I had after the meditation and breath work. And then she went on to share her vision with the group. So later that evening, we're at dinner and she comes to me and she had just finished the most beautiful photo shoot for her book. And she comes to me with a book and she presses it across the table and it's open to a particular page, which she actually didn't have that page like dog-eared or anything. But she was like, Aaron, oh my gosh, she's like what you described today is a page from my book. She's like, I didn't realize it in the moment. Look at this. Everything is exactly as you depicted it. The only thing different is the woman in the book has brown hair and you're blonde. And I'm like mind blown, full body chills, like, oh my gosh. And so that was the first of many synchronicities that Joe and I shared. To this day, we call each other science sisters because honestly, the universe is communicating to us. And if I'm talking to her or voice noting her or like our energy is just so aligned, it's it's almost freaky, <laughs> but it's so freaking cool at the same time. So anyways, Joe has a, a page in her book about this cap that she wore and this cap was a pink cap and this cap was something that she wore kind of when she did not want to get ready for the day, when she was feeling down about herself, when she was just having a shit time. And so I approached Joe about creating a new version of that cap, a cap that would remind you that you are worthy. So the cap is a You're Such a Catch cap. It's got a new design on the front. It's very pretty. It's very clean. The YSC is vertical this time. It's raised, it's like 3D embroidered. And on the inside, where your prefrontal cortex is right across your forehead, it says, I am worthy. So stay tuned because we will be launching that collab very, very soon. So if you're a mom or you're getting ready to go to a baby shower and you want to give the most special gift to a new mother, this is it. So what's next? So I'm going to San Francisco tonight. Well, technically San Jose and then Santa Clara for the game tomorrow. Then I'll be back. I'll have a couple more days in LA and then I'm headed back on the road. We're going to go to a game in Cleveland, which should be great. We'll come home for a Monday night game against the Cowboys again. So it'll be Chargers Cowboys this time at SoFi. And then we gear up for a huge stretch on the road. I don't even know my schedule that well, but what I can tell you is this leg involves a road trip. This leg involves 
places like New Orleans, New York, Kansas City. Is there going to be a Taylor Swift sighting? I don't know. I hope so. And then I've convinced Hope that we should go international. I've got my passport. I finally got it renewed. And we are going to Germany. I booked my ticket. I am so excited. I've never been to Germany. Germany has not been on the live list, but it's going to be a great game there. It's the Miami Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs. It's going to be awesome. And I'm going to sneak in something that is on my live list while I'm there. I'm going to sneak in a trip to France. France has been on the live list for a very long time. I've always wanted to do France, Italy, and Spain. So this gives me the opportunity to get over there, enjoy a baguette, maybe a chocolate croissant, see the Eiffel Tower, maybe visit the Louvre. And I cannot wait. It is just this journey, this trip, putting myself in the seat, allowing things to come to me. If you guys think that I have an endless supply of money over here that is paying for this, you are absolutely wrong. I am manifesting as I go. I am trusting in the universe that what's meant for me is for me. The universe never takes what's meant to be yours. And I'm also trusting that everything always works out for me and that money comes to me easily and unexpectedly. So I hope that this encourages you to pursue your dreams, that you are fired up about whatever it is that's on your heart that you want to do, that you want to pursue. And until next time, wish me luck that my suitcase is in over 50 pounds. No, just kidding. This weekend, it's a carry-on. It's easy. I'll only have my carry-on suitcase and one other bag. I kept having to give my purse to Hope when we would board the other flights because they kept calling me out. Ma'am, you have three bags. I'm like, ugh. But does it really need to be on her shoulder versus my shoulder as we enter the plane? We're going to the same space. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it does. So All right, my friends, I love you so much. Keep dreaming big and we'll chat with you soon. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Your listenership means the world to me. If you like this episode, please leave a review or share the episode with a friend who might benefit from the conversation. Both actions help the You're Such a Catch podcast reach the AirPods of more catches just like you. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Ready for five tips for creating a vision board that works? Click on the link in the show notes and start manifesting your dreams today. Now go find the closest mirror. If you're driving or walking your dog, it can wait. Do it when you can. And when you do, take a good look at that incredible human staring back at you. You're such a catch. You really are. See you next time.